And to Jesus belongs all the glory for all he has done and what he will do again and again and again in your life and my life. Only Jesus, precious saints, only Jesus, and only to him belongs the praise. And today, a very important and powerful teaching on liberty, how to find our liberty, how to keep our liberty in the Lord. Freedom from all bondage, it is in the Word of God. The precious Holy Bible gives us the answer. Now let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Oh, we thank you for your promises. To you belongs all the praise. Wonderful Jesus. Bless your people, Lord, today with liberty. Liberty, Lord, let 2023 be our year of liberty in Jesus' glorious name. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Galatians 5 and 13 says, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. I want you to lift your hands and say, I'm called unto liberty. Please do it right now, even as we begin. I am called unto liberty. Let's begin the week this week, this wonderful Monday, by saying, I'm called unto liberty for myself and family in the name of of Jesus, I declare liberty for my life and loved ones in Jesus' name. Say amen, because amen means let it be done. So be it, Lord. All right, because there's so much bondage out there today, so much bondage. Let's begin the year. This is December now of 2022. Let's begin the year in 2023 with really believing it's our year of liberty. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why I'm giving you the word today because I want you to really believe it. Believe it with all your heart. All right, now let's go together also to the book of Psalms. Psalms 33, Psalms 33. Now, there's a lot in the Bible about this and then I'm gonna show you what the Bible says about finding it. How do we receive it? Okay. Psalm 33, and by the way, also how to keep it, not just how to receive it. Psalm 33 and verse 16 says, There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. So not one of us can really bring liberty to ourselves. Not one of us can be free from bondage by ourselves. No one is delivered by his own strength. We are de delivered by the Lord himself. In Amos 2, in Amos 2, because I want you to see, it's not what you do. It's, it's, it's totally trusting in our wonderful Lord Jesus. But there's more to do that we have to understand too. All right, Amos, the book of Amos in the Old Testament, chapter 2, because I want to lay the foundation today. I'm laying the foundation. You've got to see this in the, in the Bible. And verse 14, therefore the flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not strengthen his forth, neither shall the mighty deliver himself. Wow. So, we're establishing something very important here, that we cannot do it. Now, key number one. Key number one is Ezekiel. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. 
and let's go to chapter 17. This is going to give us the key. Ezekiel, I'm using, I'm using my iPad, and sometimes it just won't stick, you know. Anyways, Ezekiel 17 and verse 15. All right, and here's what, what it says. I'm going to read the whole verse, but the part I want you to really pay attention to is the second part. But he rebelled against him in sending his ambassadors into Egypt, that they might give him horses and much people. Shall he prosper? Shall he escape that doeth such things? Or shall he break the covenant and be delivered? Shall he break the covenant and be delivered? The reason people today are in bondage is because they've broken the covenant. Because it says here, shall he break the covenant and be delivered? Which means the only way we can have liberty is through keeping the covenant with God. The covenant made with the blood of his son, Jesus, between God and us through the cross. We make the covenant through the blood. And so when people end up in bondage, it's because they walk away from the covenant. So it's important to understand, if I'm talking to someone who is in bondage to demons, in bondage to sin, it's because that somebody has walked away from the covenant. Shall he break the covenant and be delivered? No way. You can't be delivered if you walk away from, from the word of God, from the, of the covenant and the commitment we've made to the Lord Jesus. So abide in me, in John 17, the Lord says, abide in me and you'll bear fruit, good fruit, fruit unto life eternal. So it's the abiding that matters. But the covenant, we have got to keep the covenant. And now, when someone uh, is in bondage, what the Bible tells us we begin with is the minute you return back to the covenant, meaning returning back to the fellowship you've had with the Lord and the walk you've had with the Lord and so on, basically repenting. We, it begins with, with repentance. In Psalm 72 and verse 12, here's something else people have to do. For he shall deliver the needy when he cries. Ah, so... Deliverance not only begins when people get back into fellowship with God by repenting, but now they have to ask. Ask all over again for liberty. For he shall deliver the needy when he cries. Psalm 72, 12. God will deliver people when they call on him for, the, for deliverance. And when they call on him for deliverance, something happens. Let's look at Psalm 56. I hope you're writing all these wonderful scriptures down. Psalm 56 and verse 9. It says, when I cry unto thee, shall then will my enemies turn back. So if somebody has a demon in them, somebody's harassed by Satan, somebody just can't get, get away from that bondage, it says, get back to God in fellowship and repent keep the covenant, and to call on him. When I cry unto thee, in the Psalms, again, Psalm 56, 9, when I call on you, Lord, then my enemies will start leaving me. Then the enemies will leave and turn back. This I know, that God is for me. So we have to understand how powerful prayer is. 
So we begin by praying, <clears throat> and then Isaiah 51. These are, that's the beginning. I mean, if you really want to be free from bondage, that's how freedom begins. In Isaiah 51, 14 through 16, it says, The captive exile hasteneth that he may be loosed. So everyone in bondage, nobody wants to be in bondage. They want to be loosed, and that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread should fail. But I am the Lord your God. Hallelujah. That divided the sea, whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now watch what God gives us here. He says, I've put my words in your mouth. Ah, this is key. No one can be delivered just by saying, help me, Lord. They have to use the scripture in their mouth. We use the word of God as we pray. We say, Lord, you said in your word. Just like when the apostles came. Remember when they were threatened in the, in the book of Acts. It says, Lord, you said, when they were threatened, they said, Lord, you said. When Moses prayed, he said, Lord, you said. Remember that? So prayer is very powerful when we use the word. So it says here, okay, those in bondage want to be free. But I'm the Lord, Isaiah 51, 14, 15, 16. I'm the Lord your God. I have the power. I've divided the sea. I'm the Lord of hosts. Now I've put my words in your mouth. I've put my words in your mouth. Use it. Use it. Freedom comes, and in the past, when, when, when I struggled, when, when I was younger in my life, and we all struggled at that time when we were young in the Lord with certain bondages or this or that, I did not know that. You have to pray the word of God. But how can you pray the word of God if you don't know it? If you, if you don't know it. So prayer is not good without the word of God in it. So, okay, call on me, God says in Isaiah 51. But I put the word, and he says, I'm the Lord. I've divided the sea. I can do it. But I put the word in your mouth. Without the word in your mouth, it's not going to happen. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Now, God begins to give us slowly here some powerful instruction. A lot of instruction is so, so powerful. Okay, But it all needs the word. Remember what I just said? In Isaiah, he said, I have put the word in your mouth. Now, when the word is in your mouth, this is when the, when the real freedom comes to you. And so it says in Ephesians 6, Finally, my brethren, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm going I'm to read right through verse 18 because this is so great. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or traps of the devil. Now remember what I just said. You have to repent. If you're in bondage, that's the way to start. Go back to the covenant. Repent. You cannot deliver yourself. That's how I began the teaching. No mighty person can bring self-deliverance. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as self-deliverance. It doesn't work. Number two, return to the covenant. Now yet, you have to ask. And then you have to ask with the word in your mouth. Simple. 
When the word is there, then you can obey Ephesians 6. When the word begins to fill your life, that's when you can obey this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the the schemes, the traps of the devil. For, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand, stand with that armor in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm, I'm gonna explain all this, I'm just, we just need to read this, okay? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation which is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints now we got to take that and break it down we have to understand it so first it says uh, when you begin there in verse 10 it says okay now be strong in the Lord because you can't be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord. Put the armor that you may be able to stand. Otherwise, you're going to fall. So be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the armor that you can stand against that devil. People in bondage cannot stand. See? But God wants you to stand, and you can. You can stand against the the plans, the tricks, the traps. So we win, those who we win, those who win, I should say, have got to understand something. We do not trust the armor of God. We trust the God of the armor. If you want to win, you you cannot trust the armor of God. You trust the God of the armor. Your dependence is on the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, mighty through God, it says, mighty through God. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling of strongholds. You cannot stand on your own. It's his word in you. It's his word through you. So our, our, our surrender and dependence and trust is in the Lord. And now, when you go to verse 12 of Ephesians, we're still there. There in Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Five divisions of the, of the enemy's army. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, and then demon spirits. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's number one. And of course, I mentioned that last, but let me just go back with that verse because it's so important. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's really number one. That is demonic spiritual powers. Against principalities. These are princes. These are chief rulers. Against 
powers or sergeants that take the commands of these principalities and, and, and bring them out. And then it says, not only do we wrestle against uh, you know, demon spirits, flesh and blood, not flesh and blood, and principalities and powers, or the soldiers. But it says now, and against, and also against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's number four. The rulers of the darkness of this world are human beings that the devil uses against us. And then spiritual wickedness in high places is number, you know, five. I'm not exactly teaching on this, but I got you. I've, I've got to show you. We, we, we have some very organized enemies out there, but the word of God can defeat every one of them. They can all come down by the word of God. And so Paul repeats it. Wherefore, verse 13, take unto you the whole armor. Why? Because you have all these very powerful, highly organized enemies. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. But I'm telling you to encourage you we win, and we win if we do the right thing. Wherefore, take unto you the armor of God that you may be able to stand with it in the evil day. And having done to stand, stand now, and here's how you do it. Here's how you stay standing and stay strong. So let's go to verse 14 now. Stand, therefore, having your loins uh, girt about with truth. This is very, very important. So stand means don't you yield to the enemy. You stand and say, no, devil, I'm not going to listen to you or the world that you run out there. Don't run. Don't surrender to him in his ways. Resist him. When the word says stand, it says resist. Remember James 4, 7, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Yes, you can resist the devil. When the word of God is in you, you can resist the devil. People who are in bondage have lost the ability to resist the devil. But it's very, very simple to get back into that position of strength to resist the devil. How? I gave it to you earlier. Remember, you have to finally say, I can't do it. You have to repent, get back to the covenant with God. You have to pray and pray the word. Get the word of God in your life and pray the promises. And when you pray the promises, ah, the strength starts to come back in your life. And then you can stand and say, no, devil, I'm not going to listen to you. No, I'm not going to go there. No, I'm not going to look to that thing again, ever. And now the Bible tells us something very important. Very important. We begin with, all right, verse 14, having your loins girt about with truth. What is that? It's the mind. It's the mind. We literally begin to train our mind to think like God thinks. So in 1 Peter, 1.13. Now this is, you know, I'm going to really here take my time because and I'm going to continue tomorrow. This is a very amazing teaching. We all need it. I need it too, believe me. Because I have to remind myself, I have to keep my liberty. I found it. Now it's time to keep it. Some of you probably are still looking for it. I'm showing you how to get it. 
how to find it. But then have to how to keep it because the enemy never gives up. He always comes back. Never forget Matthew 12. Matthew 12 talks about how the enemy comes back looking for vacancies. And if there is any vacancy empty of the word, he's not looking for the gifts. Nah, he's looking for, is the word still there? And if the word of God is still in you, he can't get in. He cannot get in. But if the devil says, hey, they're empty of the word now, they're ignoring the Bible, I'm going to come back with more devils, stronger than the ones that were kicked out. And Jesus said the person will be worse later. It's not about hearing the Bible on tape. It's not about reading the Bible. It's about feeding, uh, being fed by the Bible. People say, well, I'll read the Bible. But, but are, you, are you eating it? Are you receiving it? <laughs> it's not about reading. A lot of people read the Bible and are not even believers. Many people even study it in colleges and schools, and they don't even know the Lord. Paul the Apostle knew the Bible before he was saved. And he did not know the Lord. It's you receiving the Word. Feeding upon the word. It's not just knowing it. Feeding upon. Let the word become a part of you. And you are part of it. From now on, you need to say, Lord, establish me in your word and establish your word in me. Establish me in your word and establish your word in me. First Peter one thirteen says, Gird up the loins of your mind. So whenever you you read, okay, have your loins. Now, loins feel uh, mean right here, okay? This area of the body, your waist. But, it, you know, spiritually doesn't mean that. Spiritually, it means the loins of your mind. So he says here, wherefore girt up the loins of your mind. So when Paul says in, 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 in Ephesians, okay, now make sure your, your, your loins have the truth of God in them. Well, people don't understand, you know, okay, loins means, you know, my waist? No, no, no. It says, your mind, your mind. Hallelujah. Okay. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Now, verse 14, having your loins girt with truth. Now, remember, First Peter 1.13 says that the loins is right here. The brain, the mind, your mind. So, the minute the word of God begins to fill your mind, here's what will happen. This blessed book called the Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the book. Never forget that. The book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the book. So you have got to get the book in your mind, in your mind. Now, when the Word of God gets in your mind, there's a second step. Through meditation, it will begin to literally drip and drip and drip in your heart. Meditation is key. Remember the psalm uh, in the psalmist, in Psalm 1, he that meditates day and night. Day and night means the word becomes a part of you, a part of your mind, and now spirit, spirit. When, when I read the Bible, I've told you this many times, I read thoughts, and then I go back and go right over it. See, so thoughts means just stop where the, where the thought stops. And then when the thought stops, go back and go, go back and read it again and, and get to know what, 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 what did you read? What did God say to you here? Begin to just think about it. Don't rush. Think about it. Meditate upon it. And as you do that, the word in your mind starts to easily 
that beautiful truth begins to go in your heart. The nourishment of it comes into your spirit. And that's what Paul says next. He says, and having the breastplate of righteousness. Now the word of God fills your heart. Now when the word of God fills your heart, you're on the way. You're on the way to full liberty. Great peace have they that love your law. You can't love the law with your mind. You only love it when it, it gets there in your heart. When the, when the heart is full of the word, oh, hallelujah, I've hid your word in my heart so I'll not go sinning against your law. It's about the heart. We're going to continue today with the heart. I know some of you are saying, oh, please go on. No, no, listen, tomorrow I'm going to continue this. This is so important that I don't just rush it because when I rush and I don't like rushing, then you, you, you're not going to get it. So we got to get it slowly and easily. So people in bondage, here's how you get free. Remember what I said earlier, okay? You can't do it by yourself. Nobody that is, that's mighty can deliver themselves. No, no. You come to God. He's the one who says, I have divided the sea. Wow. Okay? Now call on, you know, call on the Lord. And use the word, I put my word in your mouth. And when that word is in your mouth, like Isaiah says, you can start lifting yourself up from the ashes and the dust. And now you're able to stand up. And now your legs are strong enough to stand up. And you begin to resist the devil. And then, no, I'm not going to go back to that word. But now you have to fill that mind of yours with the word. Meditate with the word. Why? So you can remain standing. That's why Paul repeats it more than once. Stand, stand, keep standing. Because the devil wants to knock people down real quick. Look at all the forces coming against us here today. But we can be strong even against all of them. No matter what weapons the devil has on them. No, no, no matter how divisions he has. They're all losers. As long as we stand and stay standing. It's easy to stand when you have the power of God through his word in your life that gives you that ability and power to stand up and stand. And so make, make sure, join me tomorrow as we continue teaching on this. There's so much more here. Please don't miss one day and tell your friends about this. Very important. Dear Jesus, liberty. You, you, you've called people to liberty. We're all called unto liberty, Galatians 5, 6. Lord, my God, bring your people into liberty in the name of Jesus. And I give you praise. Hallelujah. We're going to have a great new year together. Saints, I tell you, 2023 is going to be a wonderful year. I know it in my heart. I know it in my being. I know it in my soul. And I pray that the people of Iran also will find liberty in Jesus' holy name. I'm praying a lot right now for Iran. Join me as we pray for Iran, that God will bless that nation. Hallelujah. With his wonderful power. Now it's time to give to the Lord's work. It's time to say, Jesus, I love you with all my heart. And every time, Lord, I give you, I'm telling you again, I love you. Because giving is loving. Giving is loving. And let's end the year blessed and strong. Let's sow seed as we come to the end of the year so God can give us the harvest in 2023 for us and our children. I've been in ministry 48 years as of just a few days ago. December 7th. Of this year, 48 years. Oh, I've seen the faithfulness of the Lord over 
and over and over. And yes, I've also seen him. Amaze me when I had problems financially and I saw it seen in his work and I saw the miracles that God did for me repeatedly. He'll do the same for you. He'll do the same for you. Listen, I'm almost at the end of my race. Many of you are just starting the race or halfway in the race. I'm almost at the end of my race. So I can speak out of experience, okay? I've been there. He'll never fail you. Oh, he'll never fail you. Jesus never fails, precious Savior. All we have to do is obey him. Just obey him. Learn through the scriptures. And listen to me, I've been there. When you obey the Lord, he will never let you down. But you have to obey in everything. He said, don't call my Lord and not obey me. So when it comes to finances, we obey him. He's the one who said give, not the angels. It was Jesus who said give, it shall be given unto you. He's the one who said we have to sow before we reap. And what did he say? It's more blessed. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's there in the book of Acts. So do it now. And he'll bless your life and your new year. Lord, bless them in Jesus' name in every way and financially. Amen. You can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. The simplest, go to our website, benihin.org, or text BHM45777. You can also give through the mail. The address is on the screen for you. You can give by PayPal. It's so simple to give today. So simple. But all the information is for you on the screen. And join me tomorrow, another glorious program. All right, much love to you and shalom.